0: What's up? It's Tommy Runs, and this is The Run, Eat, Sleep, Show, episode number 63. Uh, Today's guest is Verna Volker. I had the really cool opportunity to sit down and talk to her and talk to her about how she got into the sport. Um, She's really become a force in the running community and an activist for Native and Indigenous people running. Um, She didn't see enough of herself in the sport and not enough... um, representation um, as, as we all have come to grow and know that it's just so important for so many of us. Uh, you want to be able to see yourself out there so you can see the goals that you're trying to reach for and then just continue to work on yourself and work on the community around you. Um, had the opportunity to sit down with her and just talk about how she started running and literally started by running around the block once. Um, and like that story is just, you hear that so many times with people just getting out there and just seeing how far they can go and then just trying it again another day. Um, she really learned how strong she truly is and built confidence around it. Ended up doing ultras and she's still an ultra runner to this day. Um, and then she ended up actually building Native women running. It's a little community that she built uh, because, like I said, she just hadn't seen herself enough represented in this in this space. Uh, she created this space for runners to feel at home and seen. Uh, however, you know, as she did this, and did, she didn't stop running. Just as one trip around the block, she's now a voice. Um, in a platform to bring awareness in movements like Every Child Matters and Murdered and Missing Indigenous Women. So many powerful, powerful topics that we just have not paid them enough attention to. Please check out this episode. Please listen to it. Please take notes. Please reach out to Verna because she's doing amazing things. Thanks so much. Let me know if you love the episode. Make sure you subscribe and like this episode and pass along to a friend. Peace out. At her request. Um and if you have any questions. Please put your questions in the questions box thingy. Um, hopefully, we'll have a, lo- a lively you know, comment section. But the goal would be to have as many people um, as possible asking questions in the questions section. Because they're a little easier to manage for me. And if you could, that'd be great. I appreciate you. Um, if you see Verna, she's invited. Hopefully, we can get this thing going correctly. Um, there we go. Oh,
1: there we are. I was like, oh, no, what happened? Hey, Bri-
0: yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, Verna, how are you?
1: Good. How are you? Nice to be here. Thank you.
0: Yes, well, you're there. I'm here. And we're, we're, we're here together. Um, we are together. <laughs> yeah, she's on. Um, yeah, so, I, so number one, um, I want to say thank you for being on the show. Uh, it means a lot to me that you took the time to do so because I know you're a very, very busy lady. Doing great things out there, Um, and we we kind of have we know some of the same people and through R I D C and Gazelle Sports, and I know that you're going to be doing an event or you're coming to Michigan sometime soon.
1: Yeah, I'm not coming
0: to Michigan. I'm going to be virtually. Okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the the time of virtual things now, so I totally understand. Um, But, yeah, let's just jump into your story. I mean, I know I've heard a lot about what you do, and, I mean, hopefully um, there's going to be some people that come from my side of things that may not know what's going on and what Mm -hmm. you are, you know, what your purpose is at this point in your life. Um, But let's just kind of start, like, from the beginning. I mean, it is the Run, Eat, Sleep show, so we always start with running. Um, Just tell me about like your your past with running and like when you started and and all that fun stuff
1: well i was always an athlete Mm -hmm. basketball is my game i love it and that's what i used to play since i was five but i remember hating the conditioning part of running so running was never love Mm -hmm. majority of like a lot of natives run when they're young and they grow up running i just wasn't one of those people so um i kind of just ran here and there but not like i never had a love for it Mm -hmm. it wasn't until like Actually, when I moved here to Minneapolis, that's where I am, where I started noticing a running culture here. I had three little boys, and then I was probably at my heaviest, about almost 200 pounds, and that's when I decided, like, I should start running Mm -hmm. and take care of myself because I take care of everybody, so it was, like, time for me to think about myself, and Mm so... I started running. It was um, March of 2009 and I went around the block and from there it was like I should just start running. Yeah, I had no idea about like training plans or anything related to running like shoes. Um, I just thought oh it's just going to be fun and, and so then I signed up for a half marathon in August of 2009 mm-hmm. and I had... Probably had the longest run was eight miles. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like, yeah. You're like, oh, that's 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 not that bad. I'll just go out there have some fun. And then what happened? How'd that go?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I accomplished that run. I mean, I did. Yeah. And I felt at that time heavy, but I was like um happy. Yeah. You know, I saw a photo of me being happy, and I was like, wow, I can do this. And so from then on, it just became this uh, process of like running like 5Ks, 10Ks. And then um, I did a lot of road running and then it went from half marathons then to marathons, which I started like running Twin Cities Marathon, Chicago Marathon. Um, So
0: when when was the first marathon?
1: It was like 2014. And so, um, yeah, and so I really liked that. I thought, hey, I can do this it built it gave me a confidence that i never had before um, like i was like i can actually do this running and then it wasn't until 2018 when i decided i want to go further mm-hmm. i want to run past 26.2 miles and so that's when i signed up for my first ultra 50k um i lost 50, <laughs> 50 pounds still juggling family you know yeah. my kids and oh and i threw in another kid so let's throw in okay. like All right. All
0: right. <laughs> so, just... So I
1: have three, three boys and a little girl, and so I threw in my fourth girl, my fourth one, and she, um, yeah, so it was like I, 2018 is when I started uh, uh, just doing more trail running, and I like trail running, and I finished at 50K, and I did a, a several 50Ks, and I did like an eight-hour run, um, and then 2019, October 2019, two years ago, I ran my first 50, 50 mile oh, 50 wow. miler and so now currently i am training for javelina 100 oh my god and the end of october i'm gonna do 100k which is like 62 yeah. i think miles i think yeah um, so that is what i'm training for so it's been a slow moving um journey but yeah. i feel like i try my best to share this journey with everyone and I feel like I'm a relatable person, so people know, like, hey, you know, she's a mom, and yeah. you know, she struggled like I did. So um, that makes me feel good because I want people to be relatable to me and say, hey, yeah. this is not easy. This wasn't overnight.
0: <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that's how my journey. That's how it began. So, um,
0: well, I mean, so- one, of the, I mean, one of the things that I, I really liked about it. I mean, because we're talking about, you know, since 2009, we're talking about uh, 12 years in the making, you know, and I just feel like you know, with social media and probably just human nature in general, we just want things to happen so much quicker. We want right you know, like we think that like, okay, well I'm just gonna go out here and everything's just gonna go well and then next thing you know, I'll be as fast as ever. Or whatever the goal is, right? right? Um, but I just love that like you like I mean it literally started with you saying like you know, I'm just gonna run around the block. And <laughs> right. and there's so many there's so many like running stories that start with like that same like sentiment, like where it's just I'm going to go see what I can do. And it's not much at all, you know. Um, And then if you stick with it and all that. Um, But you said confidence. And I was going to ask you, you know, what is is running, especially in the beginning? um, And I'm sure it's probably changed because for me it's changed too. Like in the beginning I learned this one thing about myself. And then as I went through it, then I learned more things. But what was like one of the things that you learned about yourself earlier in the process from running?
1: I, I think just that I could actually do this. Like, you know, you, you, I mean, eventually that became more confidence, but I, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so in early when, like, I just remember my first, that first half marathon, that just really hit me. That's what I fell in love with running.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's was that was the first race. And I was like, I really like running. Mm-hmm. And then that's from then on, it just, that love became more like running found me yeah. and run, just for, just over the years, not just for like being the fastest. I learned to just embrace the type of runner that I am, and I think that just was like um, from the beginning I had no idea. But now just knowing that, hey, this is okay if I run slow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, well. Yeah. And you say you know, um, I like I've never kind of heard that before. Embrace the type of runner that you are. Um, right. Can you talk about that more? Because I think that <laughs> we all just think that running that like runner is a one is one thing and then there's like this perfect runner and then there's this not and there's this terrible runner you know and there's that's it it's like black and white so what do you mean embrace the type of runner that you are
1: you know i remember just always striving to wanting to be the fastest or striving to be like i want to run boston and you know all those kind of things like um but as i started running more i -hmm. thought you know what i I could never be fast. I probably could. I mean, I remember being faster now than I am now. Mm-hmm. But just embracing the journey that I'm in mm-hmm. and taking that in. So um, I feel like it's taken that time, and so now today I just feel more. If I'm running a slow pace, that's okay.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: that's really, this journey isn't. A, 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 you know, it's basically you. Yeah. I'm running at myself and not anyone else, so yeah. that's just how I embrace it.
0: Yeah, I mean, cause I think every yeah, I totally agree with that, cause I think there's like you know, I'm I'm in the like I like being fast and I like trying to be faster, um, and that's what helps that that's what helps me uh, grow, I guess, as a person right. and in the sport. Mm-hmm. But then. We, that's not that doesn't have to be everyone's journey not to say that you know You, cause you obviously it's not like you're like hey I'm I'm okay with just being the same because you're not you're not doing that at all like you're right. you're progressing and you're, you're the distance is Changing you're going after you know, the some of the runs that you do. I probably would be, <laughs> I'd probably be like at a 15-minute mile pace by the time that you know you get done and I'd be laying on the ground somewhere um, I just, I just like that. Uh, there's so many different directions to go in running, um, and I'm fairly new to running. So I, I started in 2018, okay. And I have similar. Like when I started, I my within a few months, I did my first half marathon, and that's when, like I don't, I I wouldn't say I really liked running at that point, and I wouldn't say love either. But I said like, hey, this is different than something that I than anything I've done before and right. i and i and i feel okay about it like my body hurts right now but i feel good inside about it you know right. um, and then so in the beginning you said that you were like you know you said i could do this you know mm-hmm. like i think i could do this kind of thing and to me all, all i heard was that you were you found out that you were stronger you know mentally yeah. than you were than you maybe thought i'm not sure right. but that's kind okay. of the same thing that i kind of went through yeah um exactly. So as you, as you grew through this, like, I'm really interested in this running because, like, I, I don't get to talk to ultra runners very often. So <laughs> this is cool. Um, so, like, when did, okay, so I know you went from, like, 2009 to 2018 when you, you did your first ultra. Like, had you always kind of felt like you belonged in, like, more of a trail and longer experience and more time outside? Was that, like, a calling to you?
1: Yes, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, on the reservation, and so I remember as a little girl, my backyard was just going through the canyons, and mm-hmm. I, I liked being at the being outdoors. Yeah. I dabble a little bit in like trail running, but I always felt like you had to be a certain way to be a trail runner. But then somehow, I just embraced it in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. What I like about ultra trail running is you don't have to be fast. Like they really encourage you to be slow because yeah. you're running fifty miles. Why do you want to, like, run yeah. really fast, you know? So I think that's why I like it, and I like being outdoors. People often think, how can you be outside so long? Because, you know, like, right now my training is every weekend. I run, I run like, 20-plus miles every weekend. Mm. Like, last week I ran nine hours of just running. And then tomorrow I run ten hours. Mm. And it's just, people often ask me, how do you do that? How can you spend that time alone? And I actually don't mind, like, yeah. running by myself (laughs) and so yeah it's just it i think too it's not just physical but it's so um mental and that's when i realized that i was mentally strong and that's what ultra trail is it's all about mental strength because your body will say you are done oh yeah it's your mind that tells you you got to keep going so i have all these visual exercises or mental exercises in my head that i do that keeps me going um, and so that helps me. And so I try not to look at my watch the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know when to eat and drink. And then several hours later, I'm like, okay, I think it's time to look at my watch. And I do a lot of heart rate training, so I run yeah. at like a 145 heart rate. That's yeah. I have to stay at that with my coach. Says stay at that the whole time. When you go up those inclines, you stay at 145. And so that's what I stay on. So then I think about a couple hours. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna see how many miles I am. Mm-hmm. So then I'll be like oh 22 i'm like okay good you know so i try not to psych myself out by looking at watch. oh
0: gotcha 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 yeah
1: that's kind of my one of my mental things that i'm that i've been working on
0: so yeah you yeah you're, you're better than me because like you know i'm i'm I, I can't stop looking at this watch like it's just constantly yeah. you know um <laughs> and so like i guess yeah i mean because you know the training has to be You know so you know so brutal, you know at times. I mean obviously it seems like you enjoy (laughs) That pain and I guess like a lot of us do I mean, you know runners in general like if you run often You're gonna you have to in some way enjoy like discomfort, you know or at least the process of You know putting yourself through that for some type of maybe end goal or end feeling or something or or experience Um, as you've done all this and you've grown as a runner and you've you surprise the crap out of yourself probably plenty of times yes. um, on a random day, even at, you know, forget, right. forget <laughs> a race day. Um, how has that played a role in like who you are um, as a, as a person and a leader now? Like how, because I know when I, m- through my journey as of, of running, the person that, that wasn't running before I started, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't be talking to you. Like I would just be doing something else and it probably wouldn't be, you know, forward facing, I guess. Um in right. and, and running got me here. You know, so right. what did running do and when when did it change you to the point where you're like, hey, I'm I have to do something different than I'm doing right now.
1: Right. I remember like two thousand sixteen I was doing research on like because uh, I was on Twitter. On Twitter I noticed that people were posting their runs. Mm-hmm. And so I would do that there was like a community. And then I quit doing that and I went to Instagram and I noticed people were doing that. And so I was kind of doing my research on like podcasts and apparel, and I noticed there was not much Native people. Yeah. What I saw was like this uh, white girl, blonde, holding a baby. She just ran Boston. I'm like, that's not realistic. Like that is not, you know, not everyone is like that. So I yeah. think it really changed when I didn't I didn't see myself in running. Yeah. And so I don't realize how much of a force I am. So I was like, I like to stir up things and I like to make changes. And so I was like. I had some native woman runners who were following my personal account. And they were doing these awesome things like running these, like, you know, ultra marathons and, like, marathons. And I'm like, why isn't no one, like, highlighting them? Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, if I make this account to these uh, few women that I knew, I said, would you follow? Them? Yes. And so that was, like, 2018. And it's exploded. Yeah. And at the time, I think that's when I realized, that's when I started, like, doing, like, Ultras and stuff like that and I realized Oh that right
0: around the same time, huh?
1: Yeah. So being a leader and being uh that something that I could use my running for a purpose. Right. And that elevate other people. And that's what I like to do. yeah And so now I you know, I'm the youngest of ten. Oh and man. So I've always been like following everybody and people always tell me, you know, your older siblings, they always tell you what to do. Yeah. And so I never consider myself a leader. And so now people look at me as a leader. And that's really, I think, given me confidence that I am, I want people to, you know, there's a lot of things where I try not to uh, be at the forefront of everything. And so I try to make sure that I'm also elevating other people. And I think that brings me much joy. And so I think that's really changed from then is just because I didn't see myself in in a running, you know, in running and in all areas and then doing something about it Mm -hmm. and then now um leading these women and doing what i can to elevate their stories and their running is it really means a lot to me and i really enjoy doing it
0: yeah and then i mean you kind of i mean obviously it took off i mean it took off for a great reason i mean because like and I, i think i saw somewhere in an interview you said that i mean obviously i mean there's uh such a small portion of like the Population, but still it's like you know where um, How can we how can we pull you know native women together and native people together indigenous people together to say? um, Let's do our own thing. I mean let not own thing, but let's amplify each other's voices uh, to be heard I mean because and and I understand exactly what you mean and I think in the post about this I mean I relate to that feeling of like there's no um just a under-represent, a under-representation or no representation really at some points um and no shade to like the the woman with the you know that just ran Boston with a baby and things cuz that 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 happens but it's like you know it it's how, how can we make this how can we make a kid that May be good at ultra running may be good at you know road racing or whatever How can right. we get him to like or that, per, that kid to see like somewhere and go? oh, I want to try to do that because that that person like Vernon looks cool let me try to do that or you know Tommy runs is like he's he's a loser but he's funny he's, he's funny or whatever let's go right. after that um, and I, I just feel like that's a really and you took it by the horns you did your own thing you didn't didn't seem like you asked anybody to say hey can you please or whatever you did your own thing and right. that's why it's grown so fast and I'm sure that everyone around you appreciates that um, yeah. what was like one of the when you started native when native women running what was some of the was there any initial pushback or anything like that along the way um, of growing this?
1: Uh, no, there hasn't been. I, it's been pretty positive. Mm-hmm. I think it's been really overwhelming, positive. I mean, I get a lot of messages from women saying, "I finally found a place of belonging here." Mm. Or, this is you created this space for us. Yeah. Or a lot of you know, native people in general, we we care about PRs and being fast, and you know, but also there's a side where we actually a lot of times majority of us run for healing because we have a lot of you know historical trauma generational trauma and just our own trauma where we're kind of working through this and i think running has been kind of like a medicine in that way and so a lot of women will message me and say you know today i ran in honor of my husband who passed or my son who passed and so i think it's just built a community itself and you know we ha- we were always a virtual community before the pandemic mm-hmm. and so been doing this before and so i try my best to keep it very positive and so i haven't had any pushback i feel like oftentimes as a whole group we are often ignored or not even like people don't know that we exist mm-hmm. i mean we have some major people who follow us like brands but overall it's been small organizations that follow us mm-hmm. and i just feel like we need to do better. Like we need to elevate more of these women, and I try my best to utilize them in many ways because I don't have a lot of the gifts that they do. And so, if there's other women that can be used, I make sure that I give them other people. Like, if a company reaches out to me, I give names to them because I feel like there's room for us all. And so, yeah, I have never had any pushback; just a lot of positive feedback from a lot of people.
0: That's. I mean, that's that's good. I because mean, like. That's what I mean. That's where it should be. You know. I mean, that's what, it should be positive because it's not like you're. I mean, you're doing a positive thing and and just giving a voice um, or a space. You know, like because right. even there's obviously women there. You know, in the group um, that don't necessarily want to say anything. They just want to run and have a space where <laughs> they can connect with people like like-minded folks. You know. Exactly. um And so when did like, I just lost my chance. So. I, when I first when I first started running I, and maybe I was just like naive to it But when I first started running, I was just so new to like getting out there and signing up for races And I just I mean I'm nervous at every like race that I go to but I was just so in my own little space because I was just so new to that space and I Didn't ever I mean it until I looked back on it. I didn't realize like how Unrepresented you know black folks were at the start lines, you know, right um And I didn't necessarily feel uncomfortable because I mean that just seems like you, you're kind of used to things like that, you know, for the most part. If you're from right. a certain area, I mean, you're kind of used to not you know. It, you're just used to it, unfortunately. Exactly. But and I think for me to be honest, because like I said, it was two thousand eighteen, so I was only two years ahead of the you know pandemic and like the resurgence of Black Lives Matter and um right. you know the young man that got killed while he was running. Um, uh-huh. So that was that was like a moment when i kind of had to step back and said like wow like i this is a, a a space that we should people should be you know more black folks should be out there and then hearing you say you know generational trauma and pain um you know that goes way back you know for for both of us here um i just feel like maybe i'm not speaking for all black people but maybe we don't use running enough as a healing tool, but you're starting to see it come, you know, more and more. But my question to you, sorry, is when did you realize in this 2009 to now journey that you didn't see yourself? Was it right away or was it along the way somewhere?
1: I think along the way, along the way, because I just remember um, I didn't really fill it with road races because, you know, when you do these big marathons, mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot of different cultures mm-hmm. out there, a lot of different people of color. But I think I noticed it more in trail. Okay. Because yeah. the community is not very diverse. Yeah. And I just remember being at one race. And obviously, I'm in Minnesota. I mean, I live in <laughs> Minneapolis. But, like, it's very diverse in Minneapolis. But when you go outside of Minneapolis, it's like you don't see much color. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember being at a race and being, like, the only one that was, like, brown. You know, mm-hmm. I was, like, the only. And, you know, like you said, you're just kind of just used to it. Yeah. Used to it, but. But, you know, I think one of the things that I kept thinking was, like, this is indigenous land. Like, why aren't we out here? Like, we should be running our land. And um, I think it was, yeah, probably around 2018 was when I, I remember being at my first ultra thinking, where's, where's anybody, you know, is there, like, anybody that's brown here? And mm-hmm. I remember that race, and I remember seeing one girl who was at the aid station, and she's a she's, uh, native, and she, we looked at each other. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, we instantly were, like, you're brown, we're, you know, you kind of look at each other, like, hey, we know each other. So that was kind of comforting. Yeah. And I'm so fully, like, aware of it now, especially, like, tonight, uh, the Twin City Marathon, like, the expo, I was there in Naval running. We had a booth. And uh, there was probably majority of it was white runners. Mm -hmm. And I think I met two Native runners. And this is a big race.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So... I just kept thinking, you know what, this is why I'm here at this booth, this is why I want to change it, because it's time that we change the narrative of running and how different people groups can also run, too.
0: And so, like, because I think that, well, I guess one of my questions, I mean, it it may be naive a little bit, but, like, it's, because I think that, um, just be so to be honest i'm like hey you know i saw the group and i'm like this is amazing native women running and i've seen it for a while now too so it's like oh this is kind of awesome uh but then at the same time like did do you think that you would did you find that like there was already do you feel like there's a lot of new runners to the space now because of the space that you've that you you all have created yeah
1: oh i think so there's um Especially, uh, I mean, like, there's a lot of Natives who run have run all their lives, but there is some new runners. And mm-hmm. I, I've had people, especially, like, we do a lot of call to action with, like, different uh, things that happen to our Native people, like, causes that we have. And I remember specifically one girl who never ran... Well, was never a runner who became a runner because she wanted to run for this specific cause Mm -hmm. and that was just really like wow that's pretty amazing Mm -hmm. that she just became a runner because she wanted to run in honor of you know a cause that we had and she Mm -hmm. said that's when I started running so yeah I feel like I'm seeing more people who are starting out or people now I feel like who are coming back to running after the pandemic Yeah,
0: yeah so
1: it's been nice to just you know, just telling everybody, giving people their grace, like, you know, even though you are, maybe you're not where you are today, that you're able to do that. And I think that's why Native Women Running, And what I love about it is uh, we have all sizes, all nations, all tribes, every level from people who are starting 5Ks to ultras, and we accept each other. And that's what it's all about, It's bringing these women together and uplifting each other is the main reason of why it's created and it's become that way. So I'm very thankful for that.
0: And when you say like that, um, that, you know, a lot of uh, native folks grew up running, um, like in what sense? Though? Like, was it, uh, is it more like just because of the, the culture and it's more of, um, you know, because it's just out in, you know, in open land and you're just, you know, doing your thing or is it more of like a structure? Because like if, you know, there's certain communities where they grew up running, but it's like on a cross country team, track team, Just you know, how, right. how was it? What, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, you know, in our, like, especially in Navajo culture, because I'm Navajo, you know, running has been part of our ceremonies for many Mm, years. You know, one of the stories is we wake up really early, we, uh, before uh, the sunrise, and we run to the east so that we can greet Creator Mm. and give our blessings and uh, live a life of harmony. And so that was always a story that I heard growing up, and it never made sense to me until I became a runner. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, what
0: are we doing? uh,
1: Yeah, and then there's also a story about when a uh, young girl, a Navajo girl, goes from her, like, she turns into a woman. There's, like, a four-day ceremony, and, you know, you do all these different ceremonies and prayers around it. And for four days, she's with her family. And then every night, I think every morning, she goes and she runs to the east. And so running's always been part of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's kind of like basketball. Like, basketball is huge among, like, Native people. Okay. And so you grow up around it. And so I think with running, that's just been part of
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of them. I mean, I think a lot of Navajos, I say specifically Navajos because majority of my fathers are Navajos. They have been running because, like, their generations, like, their father ran, yeah, their yeah. grandfather. And so it's just kind of been this whole generation. And so, and a lot of them oh. are very skilled, like very gifted runners. And I can definitely tell they've been running like all their life.
0: Yeah. That's super interesting. Cause like, I mean, I can't necessarily, like, I mean, about the black community. I mean, cause like the, obviously there's, you know, tons of, you know, there's before me, obviously I'm like, I'm not like the first black runner, you know, but <laughs> you know, it's just, it, but I just feel like you you're the the native or the Navajo people at least um, like the tide of running is just so is, is much I guess deeper you know like because growing mm-hmm. up like my, my mother and I mean I don't think anybody no one in my family like ran that I know of you know like they right. actually mm-hmm. ran on purpose you know um, especially not for something more of a like a like a ritual or something that's just right. part of who you know they or we are, you know. So <laughs> I think that that's super interesting, and it feels like you said, like it feels like we, you know, where are that, where are you, you know, where are my right. people, exactly you know? Right. Like, cause if 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 you know for sure that you know we've all been running, and why aren't we running um, out you know, in public? You know what I'm saying? Like not in public, but like out at these races and getting out here on these trails because. Uh, it seems like it would be amazing. Question for you, random: Have you yeah. have you read the book um, Born to Run?
1: Part, yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I was because I was just just wondering because like that's what I, I mean. The, and the visual is like, okay, that's you know, like because that the people that they were talking about just grew up running and they've just naturally talented, but they were right. off to themselves and they weren't interested in any of this other stuff going on. Um, right. But so. Uh, today I'm wearing an orange jacket. I know I'm one day late for okay. Orange Orange Shirt Day. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Can you tell me and others what Orange Shirt Day means?
1: So yes. Um, so many years, probably like late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, I think Canada and the United States have had these schools. Uh, Canada calls them residential schools, and we call them here boarding schools in the U.S. and there are basically schools that were uh, built, uh, and uh, the, f- the phrase that I always hear is to. Uh, uh, save the man but kill the indian and so basically they would take indigenous children from their homes take into school basically strip them of, of their culture like you know mm-hmm. if the the young boys had like long hair they would cut their hair if they spoke their language they would you know get in trouble and so um in canada a lot of the churches up there were in charge of that and so a lot of the nuns and priests uh, treated these young children really uh, hor- horrible 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 stories of especially uh residential school survivors who tell these stories and so in the last uh, year uh i think it was like may late may they started uh finding that there was unmarked mass graves of indigenous children at these residential schools and boarding schools and so uh the orange shirt day is uh, something that happened uh, is a It's like September 30th in Canada where they wear orange uh, to bring honor and to remember those who have lost their lives or who never made it home. Mm -hmm. And the whole story is about a young lady, uh, a lady who her name is Phyllis. When she was a young girl, she was uh, taken to residential school in B.C. and she had an orange shirt. And so when she arrived at the school, her grandmother gave her this beautiful orange shirt and she was so proud of it. So when she got to the school, they took that away from her and they never returned it. They never returned that orange shirt to her. And she said that it made her feel like she was nothing, like they didn't care. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the origin of the story is about that red shirt. And so we wear that shirt in remembrance of these um, these indigenous children. And so um, in the end of May, I did a call of action to Native women running that everyone should uh, run in honor of the first number of Uh, Indigenous children they found was in two, there was like, the numbers were like 215 to run in honor of them. Mm -hmm. And so the numbers now are over 6,000 of Indigenous uh, children's remains that have been found. And so um, I think it's, that's why we wear orange and that's why we do what we do. Um, My mother is a boarding school survivor. And so she tells stories about when she was a little girl, she was taken away from New Mexico all the way to California, and she lived with a foster family, and they treated her bad, and they were very mean to her, she said, and she said sometimes they wouldn't feed her. And so those kind of stories um, just uh, just really, um, it, it, it brings to light, we know that these things are going to come to light because... We, we've already known this. And so now, since they're finding these, we know that these, the number's not going to stop. I mean, they haven't even searched every residential or boarding school yet. I mean, the numbers can will probably be a, a huge amount because of what is happening. And I think we're just trying to bring awareness to what is going on. And I think as an Indigenous woman, as someone who uh, has family who have gone to boarding school, we look at these children as our own and as an indigenous native people, we consider ourselves relatives. Mm. And so when one is in pain or one is hurting, we tend to kind of rally together to bring awareness because that's how we are. We're related. We're related to those people, indigenous people in Canada. So we want to bring awareness to that. So, so yeah, that is kind of like the whole story of the orange shirt. Yeah. And,
0: And that's, I mean, when I first heard that, I was just like, I mean, it just, I mean, it seems so unbelievable, you know, that, right. um, I mean, but at the same time, I mean, we know the history of, you know, North America is uh, right. a very rough one to people, um, to brown folks in this period. Uh, right. and, and, you know, luckily, we're coming to a time that it seems like people are, you know, opening their eyes to, you know, the past and acknowledging it. Um, and I think the key to the whole to all of this is a, a the acknowledgement, you know, because right. if you if you just say oh that was a long time ago or Something mm-hmm. to to that effect or I didn't I'm you know, I wasn't them or I'm that's not I didn't do that to these people You know if we you have to acknowledge that these things have happened um, own it as a country um, right. <laughs> Straight up and as a people and then move on from there. So like I know that, you know, like this, you, you, when did you become, you know, when, when you started Native Woman Running, when did you start feeling the need and like the passion to like jump into like other, um, you know, movements and causes and things like that? Like, and what made you go that way?
1: Well, I've always, I have, my family has had, has had a history of, Uh, advocacy, and my father, my late father, my father passed in 1974, and I have heard stories of my father back home where he actually um, stood up for uh, people who were, like for instance, he stood up for Navajo people who were mistreated, and so my father actually kind of, I think has, he kind of started that legacy, and some of my older siblings marched uh, also back home Um, her justice for um, Navajos who were killed by, you know, white people. And so that kind of just, I think, was always ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. And so I remember doing some stuff with, um, you know, uh, the things happening in South Dakota. Uh, and so, uh, with the pipeline and I remember doing some marches here in, um, Minneapolis. And so, yeah, it just was really something that I've always kind of known about our family and learning much more about it today of how my father stood for mm-hmm. things that really re- were really important. so I think that's been kind of ingrained in me. And so I think in the last probably, uh, seven years, I really kind of started doing it, and um and I really want everybody to be a part of it, and so that's why I do a lot of call to action so that everyone can feel like they are contributing something in their lives wherever they are. So, um so yeah, it's been a progress, but it's always been ingrained in me for a very long time.
0: Yeah, and then like, how does how does running, um how does running like tie into, you know. In all these things that you that you're that you're into that you're going into and, and involved in like and I would just imagine that you know the amount of time it takes to to you know think about these things and decide which way you're gonna go um, and support all these women that you've you know, kind of rallied with together uh, and then you still have to train and not have to but you choose to you choose to train right. um, how does running help all this for you
1: you mean pers- like as per- an awareness? So yeah, you mean aware-
0: like, pers- I, like personally. I mean, because I know that, you know, like there's there's people that, you know, have a rough day and then they go run or something, you know, and it kind of oh, yeah. helps them. But how I, does... I,
1: yeah, running is, has helped me in so many aspects of that. Um, I think when, uh, especially like tomorrow, especially with um, we did, a, we are hosting a virtual run for Every Child Matters from like, it was like from Thursday all the way to Sunday. So Native Woman Running is doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And so Thursday I did like a six-mile run. And so like tomorrow, I'm going to run 10 hours and I'm going to run in honor of these children and specifically my mom, who was a boarding school survivor. That really drives me like Mm -hmm. those kind of things really drive me to when I feel like I'm ready to stop or I'm ready to just give up. I think about those things. And that's what kind of drives me to to run. Mm -hmm. And I think with Native Woman Running, we do a lot for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Mm -hmm. the virtual run that we created. I always want people to feel like they can be part of it because I was at a point in my life when I had babies at home and I couldn't just go out on the front lines or do marching. And so I think the reason why I created the virtual events is because it's just, it allows people to do the run wherever they are mm-hmm. in whatever circumstances they are in their life, whether they have little kids at home or whether they're so busy, at least they can run for something and feel like they are contributing in some way. Yeah, yeah. And so I always try to bring people along with this. And so that's why I really, um, when I put a call to action on Native Woman running, everyone just seems to do it. And I think it's, I think every Native person is an advocate for our our cause, whether it's every child matters or missing and murdered, I truly believe that every one of us has that in our hearts to, to advocate for those things.
0: And, and my, yes, my next thing was to ask. I was, you know, you kind of segued perfectly for me. Was the missing and murdered Indigenous women, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know murder is they say it was the, the number the one third. cause yeah. Yeah, of death um, for na- for um, N- Navajo women, or is it Indigenous? Native, native, Indigenous women, Yeah. Native, native, native native okay. indigenous woman, yeah. Um, so. I mean that's I mean that's you know shocking um, and I just want to know more about like that cause and what you all are doing to kind of champion that.
1: You know that that movement started in 2016 and I think it's just really um, it just really I think uh, like I said all of us either know someone or we have connections or we just feel compelled because we see that. Um, as you know we always relate to each other as sisters and so we see what is going on around us and we're seeing that you know in united states native people make up what two percent of the population but our numbers in these areas are so high and Mm. i think that's just what really drives us to make a to make a stand for each other it's almost like if mainstream media is not going to care or anything we will rally together and if that's the way we have to do it that's the to Do it, and so we're hoping that these are people are just learning more about the uh, what is happening and doing the things that I tell them to do, like uh, donate to organizations that um, uh, work with specific, you know, families who are missing and murdered Indigenous women. Uh, you know, if you're going to do our virtual events, you know, do our virtual events because part of the money's go, part of the uh, proceeds go to these organizations. Also, mm-hmm. just share. You're on your platform, your social media platform that uh, these to educate themselves on whether it's every child matters or missing and murder, to do those kind of things are really important. And I always say time and time again, people who are allies, like the you know, we need you. We need yeah. you to help us bring awareness to these things because oftentimes I think people who are non natives think like, well, that's not for me, or I can't do it, or I don't think I should do it because I'm not native. It's like, I feel like you should do it. Your voice mm-hmm. is very powerful. Yeah. And so, uh, so there's so much, the, the MMIW uh, movement is, is, is getting a lot more exposure, especially with the last couple, two weeks with the whole Gabby Petito um, murder, you know, when everyone rallied around this white girl and it was like, why, let's do this, let's have the same energy we had finding this young white girl, why can't we do that with our missing and murdered indigenous woman? Because mm-hmm. some of these women have never had any articles written about them or any kind of news, uh, you know, uh, that has ever talked about their stories. And so when you hear that, you feel like who, what are we, you know, we are women too. We are human. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that these changes, I think they are changing um, and that people can bring more awareness to it.
0: Yeah. I, I lo- uh, that, you know, the story, you know, that, you know, you just mentioned um, it's right. like, cause it's not like, Hey, you know, we don't want you to, to find this girl and do the stories That's- and do the thing, you know, you know, But it's like do that for do that for everybody too i mean because not because that person means less to us but it's just like there's other people that need that desperately and there's no way to to cover you know everyone you know there's you know there's it's just not it's not it's not possible unfortunately we live in a world where so many things happen that it's just you, you can't cover it all but for what you're saying it's just so many you know, if you have to have a movement called missing and murdered Indigenous women, there has to be, there's, there's something there that needs the help and a voice, just you know, deeper than what we can do. You know, like you need, we I, need media.
1: Exactly. You know, what the there was a study done in two thousand sixteen through Urban Indian Health Institute where they uh, had like five thousand, like uh, five thousand, like. Over 5,000 cases of missing and murdered Indigenous women, and like only 118 were recorded in the Department of Justice database. Yeah. So you that there's this systemic racism in these kind of areas, where oftentimes when law enforcement, you know, a family says my, you know, my daughter's missing, and it's like. Well, she's either these these stereotypes of like, well, she she she's on drugs or uh, she's on the street, so she'll be back. There's not this urgency. There's like almost this like racism against our women, and um, and I think that's it's time that that needs to change and look at that there that's a human person, mm-hmm. and so that system has been built for so long that it's really I think. Grassroots, you know, organizations. Mm. People are really trying to bring the forefront to all these issues and what we can do about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many parallels, you know, between you know, <laughs> which everything you're saying. I mean, if your problem is solved, you know, my problem is solved. You know, correct? Because uh-huh. it's like the same. It's, it's 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 like a It's the same thing. I mean, there's you get on our side, you get all the same stories where it's like, oh, well, they'll be, you know, they'll be back or, oh, they're, they're on drugs or something. And, and it's just to a point, it's like, so what if they are? Like, they're still a person. Right. Like, we need help finding this person, you know. Um, but I just love the fact that you're, that that running, I mean, it seems like running took you here. And do you, do you feel like that's like, like, if you, if you didn't start running in 2009, would, would you be doing all this stuff?
1: Running has changed my life. I mean, I went to school to be an elementary school teacher.
0: Oh, and then, yeah. It definitely you know, changed I, your
1: life. <laughs> you know, and I was a stay-at-home mom for, what, 13 years, raising yeah. my, my kids. And then, you know, when I started running, I didn't realize it would take me to these, honestly, and, and these opportunities that I have. Um it just, I'm always amazed. Uh, and, I, you know, once again, I always say I'm very grateful for those opportunities, but it definitely has changed. I mean, right now, uh, I was going to go back to teaching, but I i said, I'm not going to go teach now because I'm going to take on Native Woman running full time. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any clue what that means, but I'm doing something right, that it's growing. And now this is my full time job. It's yeah. growing so fast that I need to take control of it and work through it and make things happen i just so it's exciting but it's scary yeah it's my full-time job now so yeah i mean give me second graders give me a lesson plan how you know i can be silly so this whole leadership and what i'm doing with native and running is a whole new ball game so yeah. i'm learning every day of what to do and how to do it and how to navigate that so yeah
0: verna i'm gonna tell you right now if if you said if somebody had to give me gave me a choice of Running a hundred miles on a like running Western Western States One Hundred, right now, or, or or teaching a second grade class for a year, I'm I'm putting my running shoes on right away. <laughs> it's right. not a, not a chance, not a chance. Uh, speaking of speaking of kids, I mean, I know you have you know three boys and and a, and a girl. Yeah. What do they? I mean, what do they think about like? What do they talk about like your running and your, the the things you're involved in, or are they just kind of in their own world at this point?
1: but you know i have three boys and boys are kind of like eh, yeah, okay yeah. that's cool mom you know um and you know like tonight they were able my two older boys came with me because i had to pick them up at school and then take him to the expo where i had my booth and mm-hmm. so they didn't know what to think and so when they came with me they're like oh wow mom this is huge how i old was they, like
0: how do they know
1: my oldest is 18, okay. and then I have a 16-year-old, okay. and then my other younger boy is like he's 13, He's almost 13. Okay, okay. But I had the two older boys, and they're like, "Wow, mom!" They're like, "Whoa, mom! This is cool," you know. And that's just basically it. that's <laughs> it, you know. But my daughter, she's the one that really is like, "Wow, well, mom! You are in charge of Native woman money." Oh, running. like that. And yeah. so she's like, "I think that's so cool," you know. And so she's just so excited about it because that's awesome. you know. Real- a part of my motivation for these, for my work is these kids, you yeah. know, especially for my daughter, so that she'll see herself in running someday. And um, so I think, you know, they're proud of me, and they're amazed how much I do. Mm-hmm. And um, they do a lot of my video. I mean, having teenage boys has been really helpful. Because oh, good. It, I mean, they know about websites. They know about video. Yeah. So if Hoka, asks me to do a video for them you know um my teenage boy is following me and saying mom do this do that so that's been really cool to have them to edit my videos and all that kind of stuff has been really helpful because i'm clueless at that kind of stuff so yeah
0: well, tell them, tell the boys they're doing a good job. Cause I was watching a video earlier. I'm like, oh, she's really good at this video thing. But now, <laughs> now you just, you just gave up the, you know, you got kids working for you. I hope you're, hope you're dishing them a couple dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: they're like, will you pay me? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was like, ask my daughter to do the dishes or whatever, and she's like, oh, can, can you pay me weekly for it? I'm like, come on, like, come on, man, like, just yep. help me out. Like back in the, back in the day, I didn't have a choice. My mom just said do the dishes, and I did it, you know. <laughs> Um, and you, you mentioned Hoka and I was going to ask you about allies, but how has, like, how has Hoka been, you know, a uh, part of all this and, um, just what are your thoughts on like their involvement in what you're, what you have going on?
1: Well, they, um, I was asked to be a global ambassador in February. Well, they asked me actually in like December of 2020. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't say anything until February, 2021. So okay. it killed me. Like yeah. when I, when they approached me, Um, I mean, I always liked Hoka before I was even an ambassador. I mean, I would wear their shoes and I just loved them. And so I remember having that meeting with them and literally uh, I bawled my eyes out that they actually wanted me to be a global Mm -hmm. ambassador. Because you see yourself, you don't see yourself in running. You don't see yourself as this elite runner that, you know, maybe, you know, you shouldn't think about, oh, well, I'm not a runner. You know, you are a runner no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so just... Having that opportunity was so huge for me. And um, when I announced it, I had many people, especially Native women, say, this is amazing uh, to have someone like you represent us uh, really meant a lot to me. I was like, that means so much to me that women, Native women can say, like, you represent us is huge. And so Hoka does uh, really support me. They partnered with me in my MMIW virtual run. And so uh, anything that I do, they're very supportive. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really, really nice uh, to have an organization like that really want to do things and help out. And so I'm so thankful for that, again, to uh, to, to call myself a Hoka Global Ambassador. And so uh, it, sometimes I'm floored by it, but I'm very thankful. So yeah it's been a crazy journey with them too and yeah. the things they tell me to do or opportunities they give me so um yeah some stuff i'm not really um i'm uncomfortable I'm with like i mean not you know it's just because i'm not really you know uh seasoned some, in some things but somehow they get me out of my comfort zone yeah. and i i'm able to do some stuff so
0: that's uh, that's awesome and when so when is the when is the verna x2 gonna come <laughs> when's that <laughs> right. when's the verna x2 dropping? Cause you know yeah. I like I like shoes a lot, and I could yeah. put the I could put the Verna I could get rid of the Carbon X twos right here, and then just go for the Verna X two. Is that coming soon? <laughs> I
1: right, you could.
0: So what's your what's your I'm a sho- I like love shoes. So what's your what's your favorite shoe uh, for a hoka shoe right now?
1: Well, right now that I was able to get the Bondi the Bondi mm. X. I saw that for the first the- time
0: oh yesterday. that
1: is especially because during the week i run because i have knee issues i don't try to run on the cement mm-hmm. outside so i run on the treadmill just because it's easier on my knee yeah yep. learn to embrace the treadmill and so i did the um the bondi x if i do any kind of incline like uh i do a lot of interval inclines because <clears throat> i don't have any elevation here in yeah. minnesota yeah. and so um the Bondi X has been my favorite for that type, and then when I go out into the trails, I use a Challenger Four, okay. which is uh, you know that's what I really wear. And so th- I have plenty of Hoka shoes, so I have a you know yeah. a lot to really enjoy. So yeah, but those are t- my two favorites so far.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw the I saw the uh, the Bondi X uh, yesterday for the first time, and I'm like, this is a shoe. It's a lot of. Sh- it looks like it looks like it's a lot. It looks like it looks like it's gonna be heavier. But it's, it's actually pretty, it's decent. It doesn't seem like a super heavy shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I just wanted to, you know, say, I want to say thank you again, number one, for all that you're doing for your community. Um, and then it's, all, like, history has proven that, you know, it, just because we're not aligning the same exact cause... Um, right. The the more progress that you have, you know, there's more you're put you're setting more examples for other uh, Folks in this world that need a voice and need to be heard. So thank you for your people Thanks for ours and everybody else that's affected by this um, And I guess like maybe not speaking necessarily to like allies or whatever or if that's where you want to go But what's like a call to action for all of us that are listening or watching this um, that would help? you feel better about you know, what you're doing.
1: I think one of the things that I share is like building authentic relationships with people who are doing this work. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that's been really key for me, especially when people want to work with native One running, uh, whether they're very authentic. I have a lot of people saying they want to reach out to me. Oh yeah, we want to work with you, but they never, uh, I never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the things that need to, and, and also I think just participating in the events that we, we, you know, we get, we mm-hmm. want you to support our uh, races, our virtual events. We want you to go to our reservations if there's a, you know, if they're hosting uh, in person, like those things are important to us and to support that, mm-hmm. but also to listen to listen and to educate yourself on these issues that we have that are important to us and just coming alongside us and saying that you support us, that you're going to be there for us are really things that are important to me. And, um, I've seen people who don't do that and that's, uh, you know, what can I do? I can only do so much. And, um, you know, we will, you will see who really stands for you and who doesn't stand for you.
0: Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Like yeah, authenticity is, Mm -hmm. is such a big thing. Um, and because even if you get it wrong, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the, the authenticity makes it, you know, better and you can learn from that. And it's, exactly. a, good, it's a good place to start from, um, but I guess we'll just finish there, bring this race to an end. Um, exactly. I, I, I love the fact that, you, that we're connected through Gazelle Sports and RIDC, uh, and I hope to have the opportunity to meet you someday. Um, please, please, please keep doing what you're doing because it means so much to to me to watch it And then to all the people that you're that you're helping uh, along the way um, yes. So thank you so much Verna, for being on the show and Everyone that's watching and listening. Please make sure that you run eat sleep and repeat
1: Exactly. All right. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you Bye. See Verna is just an amazing woman and I really do appreciate her being on the show Hopefully you enjoyed the episode as much as I did Um this was obviously recorded. Did at <laughs> recorded? Uh, this is obviously recorded uh, earlier or later in the year last year, uh, 2021. Uh, but I thought it was very important to make sure that we got this out there to uh, spread the word. She's doing really great things still, so please go follow her. It's at H O Z. H O R U N N E R for has has ho runner for Check her out on Instagram. Check out uh, at native underscore women underscore running native women running on Instagram as well. Uh, Verna is actually a part of the board of um, the running industry diversity coalition so check that out at RIDC Uh, they're really doing great things in the community as well in the running space as well so check that out follow Verna amazing amazing person hopefully I get to meet her one day uh, at one of these races out here Um, check her out she's uh, worth a follow and then also hopefully you're inspired to make change in your community as well bless up talk to you guys soon